0: Hey guys, that is Holly. And that is Brooke. And this is the Macabcast. A podcast
1: with fact and fiction and storytelling that's the spookiness. Excellent. Yes, that's how it goes. Yeah. Episode two. <laughs>
0: Episode two. We're back. We, un- we have returned. <laughs> um, so for this one, we actually are going to be doing... Um, rock paper scissors yes but first I actually have a correction
1: and I'm ashamed <laughs> I'm ashamed just it's fine I just very I have a correction for this week I said that a word is pronounced a certain way in my last one and it was definitely not I just didn't I was so confident <laughs>
0: you were so confident that I believed you
1: yeah but so. listen I'm a good liar <laughs>
2: You were so confident, I assumed it was just a different word.
1: I'm just stupid, so how is it actually said? It's antiquity. Not antiquity, but I, for some reason, always, like, read it that way. I think I just
0: never heard that word spoken out loud. Well, because it's pronounced antique, so it would make sense for it to be antiquity, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced antiquity.
1: Yeah, it is. Because I looked it up after. Yeah. But the reason why I thought I was like so confident and I really thought that's how it was pronounced was just because I've never heard anyone say it out
0: loud before. I've only ever read the word. That's fair. I have a lot of words that I've that I've said out loud and been embarrassed and ashamed about later because I, I learned them from reading. It's like, um, I won't say who this person is, but in college we
1: had a friend who thought the exfoliate was pronounced exfoliate. <laughs> And I was really upset about that for <laughs> a really long time. <laughs> oh, and they also thought the word ratio was pronounced ratio. Yeah, that was a that was You a, know who I'm talking about. That right? was a tough one to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I just never I never as someone who really likes antiquing, I just never knew that I thought I was right. So anyways we love corrections yeah holly correct corrected me like what last week it was like by the way and I was like I'm so stupid <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine though
0: I had no idea I'm sure I've said things that I really believed be myself
1: corrected. it's kind of a stupid word so like it looks weird
0: yeah I mean it, most words do the English language is stupid
2: <laughs> Facts.
0: no rules <laughs>
1: anyway so just wanted to toss that correction out um but other than that yes we are going to do actual rock paper scissors to decide who goes first this time
0: which is gonna be phenomenal for listeners yeah it's gonna be real Oh, no. What's Nikon going to say?
2: I just said I'm going to referee this to make sure it's a good, um, by the rules, traditional rock, we've paper, got a, scissors we've match. We've got a
0: good clean match going. Yeah.
2: yeah. Are we doing
1: <laughs> on three or after three?
0: Like one, two, three, go. I usually go after three because you go rock, paper, oh, no, way! I go on. Like rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot? scissors. Okay.
1: I do that that way, too. Yeah. On okay. three.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Are but, we ready? Oh
0: we're not counting to three no 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 okay, we're saying great. rock paper scissors
1: i call it rochambeau but i i say rock paper scissors okay when I, good we're really getting into the deep stuff in this episode <laughs> how do you say antique how do you say <laughs> rock you, paper scissors how do you speak <laughs> how do you speak english words. words okay my kitty came
0: out to say hello today oh Winry.
3: oh guest
0: star guest starring Winry. If we were doing this in my apartment, it would be guest starring Cricket and you would be hearing her meow every 5 seconds.
1: Yeah, I can't wait until Winry has one of her scream sessions while we're recording because she's just going to be running around going <laughs> and doing parkour off of my couch. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, anyways okay. Ready? Rock paper scissors. Ready?
0: Yeah. You call it. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors we tied yeah okay we okay. gotta one rock paper scissors i win oh we scared my cat my rock paper scissoring too hard scissorsing too hard <laughs> uh, holly one i cast rock i cast paper paper beats rock for some inexplicit inexplicable I feel like reason inexplicit inexplicable antiquity <laughs>
2: Well, I mean it's not an explicit reason either cuz yeah,
1: we no. don't know it. We we it's an inexpressible podcast. <laughs> All right, Holly's going first. That means I can put my computer uh, that down. That means I get to decide oh, who goes you're right. first. Oh, you right. Who goes first today, Holly? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz mine's probably longer than yours. Yeah, I think so.
0: Rip. Um but so for this week I am doing the Hoyabachu Forest, which is in Ooh. Romania. Um, and is said to be one of the most haunted forests in the world I'm so excited Um, yeah and it's very fun um I've
1: actually I know nothing about this forest
0: yeah I like briefly heard about it on another podcast scared to death Mm. and they had like a you know a scary story from it um and so that's like where I heard about it originally and then I've you know lived in hungary for a little bit so that i was like oh romania it's right next door um (laughs) you were like i know that place yeah (laughs) um so it oh that sounded really bad (laughs) it's fine um but yeah so it's 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 kind of cool there's um there's not gonna be a whole (laughs) lot of um like trigger warning type material mm. for mine, aside from um, possible gore, yeah, and just general like I'm telling spooky, scary yeah. stories. I um, had
1: mentioned to Holly that we should maybe start doing some trigger warnings. I mean, <clears> assuming you all are clicking on this podcast knowing it's about spooky things, there's gonna be some unsavory things in this in this podcast in general. Yeah, there should be a trigger warning just for my swearing.
0: Well, we've already done that in the first episode.
1: <laughs> um, so anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but yours sounds pretty like straightforward. Yeah. So. It's, it's, I have a couple for this episode. Yeah.
0: Most of my sources for this one are mm. Wikipedia, don't. as per usual.
2: Um,
0: Donate to Wikipedia. A bunch of like travel articles of people being like, you should travel to this forest because it's haunted. Um, don't do that. So, like, tour tourinromania.com is one of them um, that I got some information from. They had an article on there. Um, the Independent had an article okay. um, about the forest. Um, a website called moonmausoleum.com also had some good, some really Moon great. Moon Mausoleum? Yeah. That would have been, like,
1: the best AIM I don't know, like username
0: ever <laughs> moon yeah moon mausoleum.com and then um there is the hoyabachu forest.com which is its own website dedicated i to love that the Hoya Bachu Forest. they really know what's up yeah um so there there's it's i kind of pulled from a lot of different places and i am going to cite reddit at one point as well Sick. but we'll get there
1: um <laughs> not as a factual
0: not source. as a factual source <laughs> um but like i said this is a fact and fiction yeah, this podcast is, yeah this is fact and fiction and mine depending on whether or not you want to believe it is mostly going to be fiction we're never going to um, claim that
1: we're being 100 percent accurate about anything on this podcast i'm going to be pretty honest here we're
0: going to try our best
1: yeah i'm not going to spread lies yeah um
0: but Yeah, so the... (laughs) I will. No. (laughs) Yes. We can't... (laughs) No. Holly, no. (laughs) Me, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, the Hoya Baciu Forest Hmm. is in Romania. Um, Fun fact, it's the Hoya Erdu in Hungarian, because Erdu is the word for forest. Um, uh, The forest is um just west of the city Cluj-Napoca um which is also part of historical Transylvania (gasps) so yeah so we're already in like spooky setting we've got Transylvania and all of the legends of Dracula and all of that sort of stuff going on um the actual forest is is the oldest Neolithic settlement in Romania. Um, it was... That settlement was found in the forest, and there were, um, like, tombs and houses that were discovered between, like, the 1960s and That's
1: 1994.
0: so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go there, but,
1: like, only if it's respectful to go there, but, like, that sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's,
0: it's really cool. The settlement was called... Was was part of this Strachevo koros crease culture um, which I may have I may have butchered the pronunciation no you're
1: I, I mean I don't know if you're um, right but you sound great thank you You sound great
0: Holly <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, turned into some valley girls just then um, it's also called the Bermuda triangle of Romania um, because a lot of things go missing I that kind of stuff yeah so that's like commonly how it's referred to Um, it actually was given its name supposedly because of a shepherd who went missing in the forest Um, and is it his name yeah well part of it is his name but um, so but I'll I'll get into that a little bit later Um, but one of the most I guess, like, confounding things about the forest is that the all of the trees in the forest grow in a spiral. I've
1: heard of this. In,
0: all of them go in a clockwise direction. <gasps> no. Yeah.
1: I've heard of that. That yeah. I've heard
0: of. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's this forest.
0: <gasps> yeah. And people, like, aren't really positive on why they're doing that. Um, you would think it would have something to do with, like, how... This
1: is a weird thing I know from like EMM. <laughs> but like <laughs> What's EMM? Earth Matter Motion oh, okay. in high school. <laughs> um I guess like I don't know what that would be compared to otherwise. It's not physics, but it's like you learn yeah, a little yeah. bit about physics in it. But um how water molecules the how they get to like all of the cells in a plant is they're they're stackable? Mm. And when they gather together, that's why, like, beads of water form is because they stack. That's why that happens. Oh. And so it must have some... It probably has something to do with this, the cells in those trees, whether that be, like, the actual tree itself or the water. Maybe I'm just making this up, but like I know that I, that's true about water. Well, <laughs> I think I know that's true about water. Um, and so maybe, like, something was making it
0: oh, not maybe. stack yeah. upward,
1: but stack in a... Like
0: a, yeah. I mean, there direction. have been like some, some, maybe unsubstantiated reports of like there being um, radioactivity in the area. Excellent. So that could also be part of it.
1: Excellent. Um,
0: but from everything that I saw, they didn't have like a solid explanation on why the trees are like that. Also, another important part of it is that um, there's a clearing in In the forest um, that is referred to usually as, like, the circle, um, and... Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's a clearing because, and it's, like, very, it's very important in the telling of the Hoyabachu forest because everyone says that, that that clearing is an area where um, nothing can grow, and it's like just in the middle of this like forest that has all of this vegetation all around it, and then it's just a clearing. However, it also grows grass on it, so could be a meadow as well. Uh. I have something to say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I almost wonder if you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> It's making me think of in
0: Twilight. Oh, no. (laughs) Specifically in New Moon. Okay, yeah, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, but you know in New Moon, when she's really depressed.
1: (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny, but it is. When, um, we just watched this last week with Nikon. When she's really depressed and she's like, goes out into the forest, into the clearing, and all of them, it's supposed to be metaphorical, but all the flowers are dead from when her and, um, yeah edward would lay there with his like weirdly shirtlessness yeah um his weird sweaty self yeah <laughs> ew <laughs> and i'm picturing because that's what it's like and it's like just trees all around but then there's yeah. just like this random patch of
0: grass yeah no so that's actually what the pictures look like sick but that, <laughs> that what you're picturing spot on hello um yeah so there that place is some people say it's like a dimension to another world some people say UFOs landed there. There's like a whole bunch of different um, theories as to why n- no trees will grow in that area. Weird. Um, especially because one website said that someone had done testing on the soil and the soil mm-hmm. was good. And so it should have been able to sustain trees, but like nothing was growing there. That's weird. Um, I don't know enough about horticulture to speak on that um <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but but yeah um so some of the legends of the Hoyabachu forest um has been the first one is how it got its name which is the shepherd there's a there's like an old legend that a shepherd had 200 sheep and was yeah that's a lot yeah it's a lot and was out doing shepherding things um and went into the forest with his sheep and he and his sheep were never seen again um and so they that's like the the original gone missing type story that gave the forest its name because everyone was like this place is haunted the sheep disappeared too Mm -hmm. yeah the sheep i know yeah so um so that's like the first one um the locals have tales of things happening um if you stay in the forest for a long time Mm. um like there's there's a thought that it awakens your most like your deepest subconscious fear um okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and in like it manifests itself? Yeah, like it like That you, sounds super fun and great. Yeah. And like um a lot of a lot of locals will report like going into it and coming out with like a fever or scratches or like like unexplained no, 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 dizziness no, no. or fatigue. Um No, no, no. Yeah, so there's like a lot of of that sort of thing. Um another another like super popular tale of the Hoyabachu forest um is that a five-year-old girl um, was walking in the forest area um, entered the Hoyabachu forest and disappeared and everyone like searched for her and no one could find her Um, and then five years later she re-emerged from the forest um, wearing the exact same clothes that she had left in <gasps> five years later mm-hmm. eh, yeah no thank you yeah and <laughs> no, so like you. People, a lot of people are like you miss you have missing time when you go into the forest like things aren't things aren't oh my god real you're jumping through no no no, no yeah no. how how big is the forest again um it's
1: actually not that big oh. um it's so like it wouldn't take much to like search the whole thing well I mean obviously it would take a it lot take... but I just mean like yeah it's feasible that they would have been able to find her if she was in there the whole time
0: yeah I mean well and it's Romania like it's not like that area isn't it's not like the forests here where you're walking around in the forest and you can't see the ground because there's a bunch of like brush and everything. And like, you mean here in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. Here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, like you can, you can very easily like walk through those forests. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly like birch trees and like, okay. It's, it's a different type of forest than we have in this area. Yeah. Um, and it's also like not mountainous so that yeah, yeah that's helpful mm-hmm. yeah it's it's like a big forest but it's not like a when you huge said here forest.
1: i thought you meant like in the us how there's just like gigantic forests that people like don't know what's in there because i think uh, about i oh. constantly think about how there's just feral fucking people living in appalachia <laughs> which is horrifying appalachia it's Appalachia.
2: Oh my god! Never mind.
1: Incorrect. De- right. I know that. I know this one. It's pronounced Appalachia. I didn't. I learned that from my favorite murderer. Nice. Because <laughs> they got corrected for saying it, Appalachia.
0: I think people say it both ways in the area. They though.
1: said, in their podcast, that it's supposed to be pronounced like you're throwing an Appalachia.
0: Oh okay. okay. Nice. Watch me be wrong.
1: Um. <laughs> I trust them though. So. <laughs>
0: Um, another another story of the forest mm-hmm. is that some people say that it is haunted by um, the s- spirits of murdered peasants who I'm sorry had previously lived there and were murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, why were they murdered? No good explanation. Sick. Yeah, my my guess is that it's like a. It's one of those like very old stories, mm. and so the peasants were murdered because they were peasants, um right. And so, but yeah, so that it, sucks uh, for them. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> say that they see like ghosts staring out through the trees at them, and that's where the stories of like maybe there was a, a bunch of peasants who lived here and they were all murdered, and um, that's the ghosts that I see staring at me at night. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't okay. like that
1: <laughs> yeah i love it but i don't like it <laughs> yeah there's
0: also some this one is weird because i'm like how how did this work just in general but people have said that they see faces in the forest and i was like oh okay like disembodied yeah yeah well, I, I no. was like, oh, they see faces, like, just in general, like, around or whatever. But okay. people mean, like, like, they see faces, like, in the tree. Like, a disembodied face in the tree.
1: You mean, like, there's a tree that has, like, something that looks like a face on it? it or there's, like, a human face? Like, there's a human face.
0: On it? On it. Well, it looks like a human face on oh. it. But people people who are skeptics have said it's just a tree that has something on it that looks like a face okay. and then your brain fills in the rest you know
2: i mean I guess Ew. especially with like birch yeah because like the color of the bark oh i guess that's it is true.
1: like quote skin colored yeah that's loosely because there are lots of different
0: yeah colors of skins thank you
1: um Are you a birch or are tag yourself? <laughs> Which tree are you? Tag yourself. <laughs> um
0: Yeah, and then in the more recent history, um Oh uh Alexander Shift it's spelled S I F T, but I don't think the S is pronounced like that. Um Alexandra Alexander Schiff claimed to see a flying UFO, which I guess is—it's an unidentified flying <laughs> object. So it's—it should be flying.
1: But. A flying UFO. <laughs> Shut up. Um. <laughs> I didn't even notice. You could have just like <laughs> glazed over it, and I wouldn't have noticed. No,
0: I have to. It's, no, because I heard it come out of my mouth, you and know I who would have noticed. No. Trainer. Oh yeah, that's—it's fine. Um, but he noticed some, so he was looking at some strange vegetation in the area. Okay. Um, cause he like, uh, worked with like horticulture type. Yeah. Type or like biology, like those type of things. And so that's why he was in the like, area. He was like studying. Yeah. And, um, claimed that he saw a UFO. Um, and then also again in 1968, Emile Barnier, um was, was there with his friend and friend yeah they were just really good friends <laughs> just spreading rumors um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emil Amiel was there with his friend and they were like camping overnight um and his friend like called out his name and he turned to like look towards his friend and claims that he also saw a ufo and he actually took pictures of it oh um and i have one of the pictures yes! i
1: love wait do you have
0: pictures of the curly trees too i do yes, yes. Mm-hmm. um i'm so excited yeah so he actually he actually took pictures of it and it's like one of the it's one of the things that like people who believe in ufos are very much like point to that Holly has problems talking
1: into the mic. That's why there's so many pauses here. It's because Nikon keeps pointing at Holly to speak into the mic.
0: Sorry. I just, I feel like I need to face you when I am talking. Just look
1: shifty at me out of the corner of your eye.
0: Excellent. Um, But yeah, let me find, here's the picture of the UFO.
1: (gasps) What the hell is that? Yeah. It looks like there's something on his lens. It, it, it looks does. like a water droplet on his lens though
0: <laughs> whoa the trees yeah they're pretty wonky
1: that's so weird yeah that looks like a
0: water droplet yeah me. and we'll, <laughs> we'll like post the photos and everything. yeah
1: they'll be on the instagram i kind of see what like if you're looking at it really closely there's like two little circles inside of it mm-hmm. that maybe kind of look like what people draw a ufo to look like i guess yeah so i guess that kind of makes he
0: sense. he ended up i'm pretty sure getting put in jail because of it um, because of the photo mm-hmm.
1: Why? because
0: his he isn't from romania and he went back to his like home country and they were like this is superstition and it's it's bad and unethical for you to be doing that and put him in jail um Wow. there's more details to that but I don't have the research okay that's fine that's not
1: what this episode is about
0: (laughs) this isn't an a meal episode no
1: no um it just it's a a dessert episode not an an a meal meal? the oldest joke in the book
0: I hate that you're welcome um yeah people people regularly walk out of there with unexplained symptoms like anxiety which like I feel like don't we all have anxiety first of all and second of all if you're walking into a haunted forest I don't feel like anxiety is an unexplained yeah that's like obviously (laughs) yeah that's obviously because you are walking into a forest that everyone says is haunted you're gonna feel anxious okay (laughs) sounds neurotypical to me (laughs) um true (laughs) true um also people report feeling like they're being watched um probably are yeah they have like scratches and bruises which no thank you which don't touch me yeah it also kind of does seem like I don't know maybe I'm just anemic but it seems like a normal thing for walking around in general to get like scratches and bruises (laughs) you have especially if you're
2: going in the forest you know (laughs) yeah that's the scratches though
1: like i was thinking like you could (laughs) rationalize the scratches by like when i go walking in the forest i always feel like i get little scratches on my arm and stuff but that's here where there's tons of foliage on the ground and that's that's, if that's not the case there then that can't be explained away in the same way that like it could here no
0: the the forests over there at least i'm talking from experience as if i've been to the forest because i'm thinking of the forest in hungary which is like the same like very similar like geographically nearby. yeah um but like that's not the way yeah the forests there are not as dense mm-hmm. um with all it's like not the like the underbrush yeah i mean it in it the is. same in the just, same
1: sense that like you would think there's literally a rainforest in washington state so which is where we live
0: it's not in the rainforest um which are are the ones that are deciduous and then there's deciduous deciduous trees are the
1: trees that lose
0: their leaves yeah Yeah. so most of those forests are deciduous yeah okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but yeah people also report mysterious orbs of light apparitions disembodied voices of women oh. who are saying things to them or laughing oh. or giggling. Oh, no. No laughter. Yeah. yeah. So lots of very spooky things. Um, there is one guy who's extremely skeptical of this place. Um, skeptical meaning he just doesn't believe any of it? Yes. And he's just like, okay. Yeah, because I... He can, he can take his opinion and he can shove it. <laughs> <laughs> he's very skeptical in like the everyone's entitled to believe what they want about it, but here's maybe some explanations. Okay, I mean, that's, um, that's
1: valid. As, I'm a skeptic about yeah. those things. And
0: that's like where- But I, I, like
1: to just, I, I like to just pretend to myself that it can be real.
0: Yeah, and like that's where I got some of this information is from his article. It's, mm-hmm. um, well, it's not an article. He actually has a podcast, Skeptoid, um, and his name is Brian Dunning. Um, okay. But he claims, because there is there is a professor in the area who is a chemistry like chemistry professor who also is the uh, an officer of the Romanian Society of Parapsychology. Ooh. Um, his name is Doctor Adrian Patrut, um, and he he like has done. Um, a bunch of like research on things and published books and whatnot and and brian doesn't think that any of his stuff is valid um so this is one of those cases where it's like do we
1: believe this dude named brian (laughs) no hate towards brian but, but or do we believe someone who's like dedicating yeah their actual life to like a study Mm-hmm. and the answer is that like and either of them could be correct and we just yeah, don't know which we, is fine I'm and, just saying that and like
0: honestly for this one I mostly am suspending suspending disbelief and
1: I love suspending disbelief yeah
0: and I just think it's I just think it's cool that there are so many like stories about this area We
1: like spooky things. Yeah. Welcome to the Macabre Cast. There was
0: there was a Ghost Adventures episode (gasps) where they went. I love Ghost Adventures. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find the actual episode. It Mm. looked really hard. Um, But
1: yeah, that's hard. Yeah,
0: but there was um, a lot of people who talked about it, and in the Ghost Adventures episode, um, one of the main hosts like went out into the forest with a bunch of gear and like all the equipment and stuff and we're looking around and getting readings um and was walking in the clearing and then went to step inside the forest and when he took like a step into the forest he like reported feeling paralyzed and like having oh like like feeling incredibly anxious and panicked and like wasn't able to move. No. Um Brian says it was a hoax. Um so- <laughs> listen. I don't like want to be mean to
1: Brian <laughs> but he's he's got to stop just like which it's a fair critique no it's like fine maybe, i just don't like know. that every five seconds he's like they're wrong <laughs> like, i know yeah it's fine you but know just let people have their fun dude
0: yeah and i mean there's a lot of um i think you'll actually find this particularly interesting there's been i will um groups of different people have gone to the forest to attempt to open portals <gasps> um i
1: want to go through the portal
0: yeah, to where, though, because
1: that changes my sure. opinion. <laughs>
0: it's like like interdimensional. type okay, portals. yes. Um, but they also the a lot of people claim that the um clearing is itself a portal and like has specific energy properties to it. Okay. That, okay. And like the trees bending the way that they do and growing the way that they do speaks to a certain type of energy in the area and land. Um, and so i'm just yachting yeah. so they've like gone and i think it i don't remember the number of people and i'm not gonna just make it up um but there was a big group of people who went and tried to open a portal there um i don't think it worked obviously i feel but like
1: that never goes well no. though
0: i know like you're gonna end up you're gonna go there you're gonna try and open a portal and it, you're gonna get more than you bargained for yeah
1: like something always shows up to ruin the party
0: yeah it's it's a haunted forest yeah what do you think it's gonna be friendly when it comes through no
1: you always have to assume that everybody's gonna fight you (laughs) which maybe maybe we can cut it out
0: (laughs) maybe that's part of our problem yeah (laughs) maybe that's why i have
1: problems maybe that's why i have so much anxiety (laughs) oops
0: okay but same Um, (laughs) and so this last this last little story that I have here is um, from reddit I'm so excited yeah it is someone and I want to clarify that I'm not saying that this is true in any way shape or form this is just a fun story from someone who claimed to have been to the forest Mm -hmm. and it's on reddit and
1: that's fine
0: yeah and i just think it's i just think it's fun um but so this person didn't use real names um they referred to themselves and their friend as s and t so Kay. i'm going to refer to the narrator as sam and the friend as tony because i don't want to say s and t five million times yeah that's annoying um and i will get confused yeah because um, i have bird brain well, yeah, I got confused reading the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the story story goes like this. I'm so excited. Uh, Sam Sam moved to Romania with their girlfriend, and I never got Sam's gender, so I tried to choose a gender neutral name.
1: Um, yeah, let's just <laughs> go gender neutral in general for this.
0: Yeah. Um, well, they used pronouns for for Tony. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, They just didn't use any for themselves. Um, We're going to just say they. Yeah. So uh, Sam moved to Romania with their girlfriend and met Tony, who was a botanist who worked in Romania. Okay. Um, And as a botanist, he, like, worked with other people in the area, and those—his coworkers were frequently— in, like, in the Hoyabachu forest mm-hmm. and doing work there because okay. they're botanists. Um,
1: they were, like, there for a reason. Yeah,
0: they were there for a specific, specific reason. Tony had never actually been mm-hmm. until one fateful night. Oh, um, shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the co workers reported that they, like, had a bunch of unexplained scratches and they were hearing voices, and, you know, your classic. I'm being haunted type of okay. stuff, yeah. Um, which maybe is why Tony never went, which I respect. Respect that, um, honestly. Although Tony, Tony is a skeptic. Um, Tony didn't doesn't believe in like generally the supernatural. Um, meanwhile, Sam isn't like a conspiracy theorist, but definitely, definitely like is more open to the supernatural right right um anyways uh tony needed to go to the forest for work one time and so sam decided to go along with him on an overnight trip um they brought the essentials which for them was a tent and alcohol so they were gonna stay the night alcohol and food
1: yeah oh so <laughs> and food yeah honestly same the essentials the essentials <laughs> the bare
0: minimum <laughs> Um, (laughs) so they, they went and, like, set up camp for the night. Okay. And, and as they were packing up their stuff for the night to go to bed, like, you know, toss out the fire. And, like, do all that stuff. Um, they heard noises in the distance, um, of a branch breaking and, like, a very loud, sharp yelp. Um. I mean, it's a forest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Then sound they, like, like, kept listening to the sound and realized that the way that it was moving sounded like whatever was out there was circling them. Oh. Um, Ooh, no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all they were able to see from from where they were was a strange figure that was dis- disappearing into the bushes. Um,
1: no thank you. Yeah.
0: And then the yelps kept coming and kept mm. coming closer to them. While circling around Eh, them. No, 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 no. Yeah. And then they heard a second noise of a second creature circling them slowly as well, who was faintly wheezing just beyond the tree line. (laughs) (laughs) Brooke is just out in the Hoyabachu forest.
1: (laughs) Just wheezing around.
0: Like when I go up a flight of stairs. Yeah. I walk like faster than normal. Just running a little bit around the, around the edge of the clearing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um maybe somebody was out there that just had asthma. Maybe. Probably not. In yeah. middle like of the, the night nighttime. Yeah, and another one with and a broken were...
2: foot. Yeah. Who's just
1: Yeah. Yeah, who's like <laughs> I loved that sound that you made. Thank
2: you. I'm a professional yelper.
0: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um but yes, so they were they were hearing all these things circling right. them all the time. Um they decided to stand basically like back to back is what i understood from how they described it so that they were each like looking over each other's shoulders basically you know like your back was protected yeah like your standard rules like yeah um and they decided to keep that lookout all night um and like stay there like stay awake stay in that because in that area because they're being circled right and like stay awake okay i would Um, simply rather die but okay yeah i would be like i gotta go (laughs) yeah well and sam was like to stay awake i took a i took a big swig of the the bourbon that i had with okay (laughs) so (laughs) you can take it with a grain of salt yeah um but um at one point sam heard rustling leaves behind him mm -hmm. and like instinctively went to look look over his shoulder like look behind him until tony told him to not move and said that it it threw a rock um and the the whatever, whatever was it out was, there through threw a rock through a rock and sick and sam said that like whatever was out there had tried to get him to turn around um tried to get like like tried to get him to turn around so that one of the like their backs would be, were exposed yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, And then once the light came up, they ran out of the forest and ran into two police officers who were out in the forest already. Um, And on the same night that they were staying in the forest, a park ranger had been attacked and killed. The unknown creature had managed to partly eat the ranger's innards before he was discovered. Um, The ranger's mm -hmm. innards? Yeah, and so that's why the cops were... The two police were officers there. were there because, oh God. The, because a ranger had been killed that same night that they were out there having uh, things circling them. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and then um, now Sam warns others not to enter the woods, but they're also planning a trip back into the forest. Hello? Um, <laughs> to Sam's not very bright. No, to camp for three days with a group of people. No offense, Sam. So... <laughs>
2: So three bottles of bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Three
0: bottles of bourbon should last the weekend
1: God, <laughs> I don't think that that's very okay. Don't go in.
0: Imagine being like, don't go in the forest. But, but I'm we're... going. To. I'm going in the forest. Yes, yeah, but okay. this is. I I feel like I can go back yet, I survived once. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, some mad horror movie protagonist energy. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: my God, you're right. It's, like, that's the jock character in every, yes. like, classic horror film. That's if like- I was in, I'll protect you, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's classic. If I was in a horror movie, I'd be the person who walks down into a basement without turning the light on. <laughs>
1: like your old apartment had that awful uh laundry room in this creepy basement haunted it was horrifying it had a
0: padlocked door on the other side of it that the building manager didn't have the key to i wanted to go in there so bad he didn't even know what was behind there
1: i went down there one dead body probably i I think that's where all the ants were coming from probably
0: i went down there one time in the room no, you couldn't.
1: Oh no. no, I was <laughs> locked. <laughs> no, I went down there one How dare time you do that
0: without me? <laughs> to do to do my laundry and heard like a weird banging from behind the padlocked door. No, I thank left. God you moved. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One time we were facetiming.
1: No, we were talking on the phone and you went down to do your laundry and the phone cut out and I started texting you. Are you okay? Did you die? Because it was like the middle of the night and you went down there yeah. and the phone cut off
0: yeah how it, dare you that storage room also was just like beams of wood with chicken wire put up yeah and it the was, landlord special yeah truly the landlord special they also painted my toilet seat so there were also ants everywhere yeah that place is the worst but i'm so glad it, you moved <laughs> it also was probably haunted just like the hoi forest uh
1: yeah that sounds terrible yeah <laughs> I want to go there though. I know. But not at night. Like I don't want to no. stay the night there.
0: No. I mean, it seems it seems generally like a forest. A forest. Yeah, like most people who go there are like it's really pretty, like you can walk around, there's mm-hmm. a good like sightseeing area, right. you know. And it's like a it's large enough to where like the clearing area where people report the most mm-hmm. like supernatural or paranormal mm-hmm. encounters is like off in its own section oh okay um but i also i I don't know i mean a lot of a lot of every travel article that i read was like yeah the locals don't really go in there and if if the locals are staying away from the forest i just feel like maybe i will too (laughs) yeah i mean
1: i respect that too (laughs) yeah like if you're not gonna go in i probably shouldn't go in either
0: yeah but it's but it it it's very interesting and and I also just you know I love anything that is like has a long historied myth to it mm-hmm. or like same a long same. historied like scary story that's meant to warn you away because I'm sure that like a lot of the stories started out as like like the little girl like don't don't wander off on your own. Right. Otherwise, you might end up like this little girl, right. or like, you know. which I think is so
1: cool. Like that—that that's the way the way that we always, as humans, tell children not to do things is by fucking terrifying oh, them as yeah. children.
0: That's every single child story. Ever. It doesn't
1: make sense. Like I, I understand it, but I don't understand it at yeah. the same time.
0: <laughs> it's the worst and but it's it, wonderful. It,
1: it makes it makes for good like growing up and then loving horror oh, or yeah. loving, you know, spooky stuff. So, whatever. But it's just it's, it's an interesting choice that parents make. <laughs> yeah. It's it's You it's could a just choice. tell children the truth.
0: But most could parents you? are like seems unlikely. <laughs> could I trust my child with the truth or should I just traumatize them? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that was that.
1: Thank you. I want to go there. I don't want to go there if the locals don't want to go there. But... I would go, like, on a cheeky walk during the day, oh, yeah. I think. Like, I, I, it doesn't yeah. sound like the most awful
0: things have well, happened Well, and a lot of people were the day, like, the locals don't go there at night. And I'm like, who's going out into the forest at yeah, night anyways? You shouldn't. Like,
1: isn't, isn't there a podcast that says, like, don't go don't go into the forest or something?
0: Probably. Yeah,
1: like, there, I don't know. I listen to so many crime podcasts, but, like, Just, don't,
0: like, don't go into a forest at night.
1: Yeah. I don't like to go out anywhere at night.
0: Yeah. I like to be
1: inside. I mean,
0: I love going on night walks, but okay. I'm you not allowed do to. do that in the
1: rain, and then you're like, this isn't a good idea, and I'm like, yeah, it's not.
0: Well, no, I like going on walks at night just in general, even when it's not raining. I now. know, but you like, but I have to, like, bring people with me, I guess, yeah. when I do that. It's a good thing we're neighbors, then,
1: because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like going on walks at night, too, but we live in the city. Like, yeah. It's not smart. No. <laughs>
2: yeah not alone
1: yeah yeah don't go alone
0: (laughs) anyways whatever what are you doing anyways it's
1: my turn now um mine is a little different than yours um i will be covering the silent twins or otherwise known and their their actual names are june and jennifer gibbons um and before i talk about this i found out during my research, I really, I just really, really wanted to cover this one. I I heard about it on actually morbid, uh, true crime podcast. I really, I love their podcast. I'm a big fan of their, all their true crime that they do. And I heard about it on theirs, and I was like, oh my god, I really want to do this one. And since I was so like excited about it, I wanted to cover it for this episode. Mm-hmm. But then I found out that there, a movie came out about them yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday? in our time when we're recording this today, it's um, September 17th. We're recording a little bit ahead for the first couple episodes. So when this episode comes out on, oh, a month from now, on October 17th, yeah, it's been a month since the movie came out. And so I would like to clarify, I haven't seen the movie because it came out yesterday. We should watch it, though. We should watch it. I'm sure it's good. It, it's um, I'll get into kind of some of the stuff about it. I looked up some info about the movie, um, I don't know how accurate the movie is either, so I was like, it doesn't really matter if I cover it, because the movie probably, I don't know how accurate it's going to be. Yeah. Um, it's a rated R movie, it's considered a drama-horror movie, so okay. I don't know. I mean, it's, they're, they're, their life story is quite spooky, and with full respect um, to them as well. Like, real people, I, I'm not trying to disrespect them at all. Um, but the movie that they made is a horror movie, apparently. Haven't seen it. So I'm not sure if it's accuracy. It's only rated, I mean, I this is a rating from yesterday on IMDb. And so the movie just came out, but the rating right now is 6.6. 6. So okay. I don't know, Yeah. you know. Um, but something at least, <laughs> at least, like, I guess, notable about it is that um, a woman that I'm going to talk about a lot in the process of covering this uh, named Marjorie Wallace. She knew the girls and interviewed them a lot in person and she's actually written the reason why they're they're well known or why does actually she wrote a book called The Silent Twins and that's kind of where they got their name. Okay. And she's a journalist. I'm going to talk about her later, but she actually participated in the writing of this film. Okay. So it could it could have some accuracy or at least it at least knowing that it feels better. I'm assuming that the movie comes from a respectful standpoint because I know she cares a lot about these girls. Yeah. So, um, anyway. So, you know. Yeah. It, I don't know anything about the movie, but I just wanted to clarify that this episode's going to come out a month after the movie came out, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But probably by then, I will probably have watched it. Um, but anywho, uh, my sources for today are the Morbid episode um, the Wikipedia page for June and Jennifer Gibbons. Um, I read a little bit of this article by this guy, um, and is on the New Yorker, but his was a little bit more flowery, so I just used it for a couple things, um, but the article's called We Two Made One, and it's on the New Yorker website. Um, I also... I didn't read the book, The Silent Twins, by Marjorie Wallace. I really want to, but I couldn't get it in in time yeah. to read it. And there wasn't anywhere that I could access it online, which, like, good for her. I don't want to, like, read it without paying her. <laughs> um, and then the other thing was um, there's a really, really good BBC documentary from 1994, and it's called Silent Twins Without My Shadow, and it's really good. And it, okay. I found it on YouTube. Um, yeah on youtube just by like someone uploaded it it's a it's obviously like a pretty old yeah uh, documentary but it's really good and and june actually speaks in it a lot okay. and so does some of their other family their dad their mom and then also um their younger sister speaks in the in the um documentary a lot so it's um It's a really, really good one. I I really liked it. I had already taken a bunch of notes, actually, and then I watched that, and I was, like, taking tons more notes, so I'm trying... I'm going to try not to... for this to go too long. Um, A couple trigger warnings first. There's, like, a lot of discussion of, like, bullying and racism and those being, like, intertwined Mm -hmm. in this, so just going to throw that out there. There's also, like, asylum-related things happening and, like... um,
0: Oh, sorry. When you said asylum-related, I was like, they're doing asylum applications. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I... they are sent to a mental facility.
1: Gotcha. Um, and so there's some discuss discussion on that if that's like a sensitive topic for you, anyways. So, I will continue. So June Allison Gibbons and Jennifer Lorraine Gibbons were identical twins. They were born on April 11th, 1963. June was born first and she was the smaller twin. Jennifer was born 10 minutes later and she was considered the stronger of the two, both as a baby and she also grew to be like slightly taller than June later. Mm-hmm. So just like genetically in the womb, they, yeah, you know, normally this happens with twins, like one of them is always a little bit bigger than the other, um, but that is important later that like June was considered the more dominant in general okay. for their entire lives in all ways. Um their parents were from Barbados actually. Um and they emigrated in the early 60s to Wales and they kind of jump ar- jumped around a bit. Um and that has a lot to do with like in the, you know, Caribbean there's a lot of like British influence and colonization happening, so yeah. um her dad actually was in the Royal Air Force and the girls were actually born in a occupation in Yemen. Oh. When he was, they were living there. So they jumped around a lot, but they eventually settled in Wales, and they they were citizens there.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, you know, I didn't write down both of their her parents' names, which I feel really bad about. But I know that um, <laughs> her dad's name was Aubrey, um, and they're like really sweet. In the documentary, they're like such sweet people. Um, in their early life, they dealt with a lot. They were actually the only black people in their entire community. Oh. That whole... That family. That was it. And in the school that they were in, because their siblings were a bit older than them, they were... And in their class, they were the only two black girls in the school.
0: Oh. So... That's going to play a lot into what happens to them. They Um, really
1: dealt with a lot. Yeah. When they were in school, um, they were socially ostracized for many reasons. They were twins, first of all. Um, They were black women. They were... um, They were bullied so badly in school that they actually were dismissed from school early every single day so that they didn't have to deal with, like, super violent bullying on the way, like, out of school every day from the other kids. Oh, my gosh. Which is super awful. It was terrible. Um, They—I personally think that, like, this was the main reason why they were silent at all. And I'm going to get into the silence, obviously, um, but I think— that they were forced only to interact with each other anyways at school. Yeah. And they, I know that, like, it's said that they did They did talk to their family a little bit in the beginning, um, but really once they went to school is when they started isolating even more. Um, so by, by being, like, forced only to interact with each other, they could only trust each other. Yeah. You know?
0: I, just for clarification, mm-hmm. I haven't heard this story at all. Ever. Yeah, it's amazing. So...
1: It's an amazing story. Yeah, That's, I'm, I'm excited, very excited that you haven't heard about any this. about it. It's, <laughs> it's really interesting. And I'm trying like not to give away anything from later. Um, but the other reason why I think that they struggled with speech, too, well, and again, I'll get into it more, but they grew up speaking a different type of English that I will discuss more. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were also deprived of some of their education because they weren't able to interact with the other kids, and then they were constantly being dismissed from school early. and so they were they weren't educated in the same way, yeah, like not saying that they weren't educated, but they weren't provided the same they didn't get the education same experience. Yeah, yeah as the other kids. and so I think that had a big part of it too um, so. Their form of speech um, can be categorized as an idioglossia, which is a condition in which words are so poorly articulated, quote, that speech is either unintelligible or appears to be a made-up language. And then um, they also are categorized under uh, cryptophagia, which is twin language, the word for twin language, which um, also shows not, it, it not only has to do with twins making up their own language, but also has to do with twins showing mirrored or simultaneous physical actions. Okay. Um, later on in their life, it's described that they did this not only when they were together, but also when they were apart from each other. It's, it was seen that they were doing the same thing physically when they were apart from each other.
0: That's kind of spooky which is really spooky
1: and again i will say it like so much full respect to these two women for everything but that's creepy yeah right like that's creepy if you saw like two cameras of like two people and and they they were were doing the the same same thing thing at the same time or like slightly off time but doing the same thing oh yeah that would be unsettling right i I think so i think so (laughs) um their language, um, and I hope I'm saying this right, but was it was basically considered a super fast version of Bejan Creole okay. because of where they were from, and because I mean they didn't grow up in Barbados, but their family, of course, yeah. speaks with an accent. Um, and Bejan, I think I'm saying Bejan correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's Bay. It it's spelled B-A-J-A-N. Um, and it's an English-based Creole language with influences from African and British languages, um, and also accents. Just both of those things kind of melded together. Um, and it's it takes like place in Barbados. That's mm-hmm. where it's uh, from. Um, and I think that like they they mostly spoke this at home, and it's not a written language it's only okay. a spoken language or at least it's mostly only a spoken language and I yeah. think this has a lot to do with their education thing too because when they were in school they actually refused to read or write they only wanted to do things spoken oh okay and I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that there isn't a written version of some of the things that they were saying
0: yeah I mean that would make sense right if you're, if you're used to doing things like with through an oral tradition. Right. It, yeah, exactly. It would be kind of the worst to have to switch over. Especially because
1: the 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 school that they were going to like they couldn't accommodate that because they yeah. didn't know. Well, they should have accommodated well, that, they but this is also the 60s, so, you know. Yeah, they still should have. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's mostly a spoken language. Um, there is an ethno- ethnological report that I looked at I believe from 2018. That said in Barbados, um, people, around 30,000 people speak native English there, but 260,000 people speak natively Bayesian. Okay. So it's still, like, really prominent. Yeah. Their version of it, though, was just, like, a super fast version of it, that they were speaking to each other, almost, and it sounded like they were almost babbling. Okay. And so people thought that they just couldn't talk, or that they weren't speaking English at all. Um... This language includes two things that I wanted to kind of highlight. Um, one is like a glottal stop in language, which I know that um, this is a prevalent in a lot of different pronunciations of English. Mm-hmm. One of them being actually um, the Cockney accent. Oh, okay. Um, but it's also really prominent in a lot of like Caribbean, of the, like the colonies there um examples being people saying instead of kitten saying kitten Mm. you're like stopping yeah it's like the uh sound kind of okay um or like instead of saying late saying late instead okay um they also have their interdentals which is the th sound when your teeth touch your your tongue touches your teeth in beige and creole the interdentals are blended with other consonants so instead of thing it's ting okay and you hear that a lot in like super caricature versions of accents from the caribbean yeah like the one i think of the most is in parts of the caribbean the character like she has a really um
0: oh what's her
1: name um calypso yeah she has a really exaggerated accent in that movie which is a whole other issue but that's it is true that that is part of that accent and that language
4: mm-hmm.
1: um that they they drop the th and they replace it with the solid consonant a lot um i noticed in the interview of june in the documentary too which takes place in 1994 um she's about um almost i think 30 ish then okay uh she says other instead of each other. So let's take another example of it. Um, And it's really, really prominent. She does still have a really, like, prominent accent of that, um, and her parents do too. Her younger sister actually has, like, more of a British accent, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, They had two older siblings and one younger sister. Uh, When they were in school, they refused to read and write. They um, also refused or at least tried to refuse eating in front of other people and they often well june says in the documentary she says that specifically she didn't like to chew in front of other people so i i don't know like what that means i mean i get it i kind of i mean i (laughs) don't like eating in front of other people very much either
0: it's like a weirdly you have to be weirdly vulnerable to eat
1: and i think that they just people. felt so vulnerable in school and so they didn't you know the other place that they were other than at home was at school and they didn't like they didn't like eating around their classmates and there's some videos actually in the documentary of them and they're eating so slowly yeah and it actually goes into full depth of like it shows a sped up version of the video and all the kids leaving the lunchroom are leaving before them and they've like finished their meals and they've barely started because they're eating so slowly and almost in unison. Yeah. Which is really scary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know There, there could be more to that, but later on in life, they also like only ate in their room when they were at home even. Mm -hmm. Um, so at some point during school, there was a, a, like a school, he was like a medic or like a school, Uh, not like a like a school doctor kind of like a school nurse he wasn't a nurse like he was an actual doctor oh but all right he was administering vaccines one day with them with their class can you do that at school I guess I I don't know (laughs) this is okay so I told Holly about this secretly on the side but this guy in the documentary first of all he gave me weird vibes but second of all he spoke exactly like Dumbledore which I thought was weird he would talk kind of like this? Oh uh, no! <laughs> when he was saying things about what he was saying in a British accent, and I was just like, "You're you're annoying." But anyways, he kind of sucked. Um, he talks a lot about how he, they stood out to him because they were the only two black girls in the school, um, and then he also was trying to kind of interact with them, but he said they were totally impassive when providing the shots. Which I'm sure at a school like some kids are freaking out when they're getting shots, so yeah. I don't know. Um, he brought it up to a child psychologist and this guy also speaks in the documentary and he's great. There was actually a point where he broke down and cried in the documentary and I was just like, my heart. (laughs) Um, once he told the child psychologist, they actually started a really long string of therapy and they were put into special ed classes with this teacher. While that could be hard socially for them. Yeah. Um... She was actually really great, um, and there, the, she worked in tandem with the child psychologist. They did a lot of studies on these two, and there was actually a lot of videos of them as kids, um, like late elementary school, going through these practices, and she tried to get them to speak, and she did at times, um, but at, really at that time that they started this therapy, they hadn't really spoken to anyone except for themselves and their family. Yeah. Um,
0: And this, go ahead. Sorry. So how long were, like, when did they start only speaking to themselves and their family? From birth. From birth. Okay.
1: Yeah. But they stopped speaking to everyone at some point. Okay. And we'll get there. But um, they mostly, when they were little, their parents just said that they thought that it was just like twin language. Yeah. And that was their, their, their only twins. So they thought it was just normal, you know? Um, and they're obviously not with them at school, Yeah. so you can't really tell, and they shared a room with their younger sister, I believe her name was Rosie, and they, they talked to her, um, but eventually they stopped talking to her, and they stopped talking to their parents, and they were basically isolated to their room, but I'll get there, I'll get there, you're, you're you're jumping the gun, (laughs) um. This part actually gets even more sad. Uh, <laughs> when they started therapy, the, the, um, the teacher, the special ed teacher, is what they called it in the, in the documentary, yeah. or what she called herself, I guess. Um, she said that the educators, the different phrases or things that the educators said to her about them were that they acted with, quote, dumb insolence, which oh. is awful. They said that they were secretive. And they said that they are pretty sure that they don't speak English at all and only in a quote, and this is awful, an African clique language, which is not true um, and is incredibly stereotypical. And you can tell that like that part of like those educators failed them. Oh, f- and it was for sure so awful and then this this other this other teacher who was great to them even says that she failed them later on and it's so sad because you can tell that she really cared yeah um, she actually recorded them speaking and oh really quick too. the other thing is that there was no report of their educational abilities because none of the teachers even tried
0: with them so I'm sorry, so none of the teachers tried. Yeah, and none then, of the teachers tried. And then they said, mm, these kids these kids aren't able to do this. I didn't try and let them, but they're not able to. Yeah, basically they just, like, are racist. Excellent. Yeah,
1: so anyways, um, <laughs> the teacher recorded them speaking and actually slowed down the tape. And this, for the first time in the school, revealed to them that they're actually speaking English. Yeah. Can you imagine Like, it took that much for people to actually realize they were speaking English.
0: I feel like that should have been, that should have been
1: caught. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Like. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
0: Also, like, you would be able to tell based on, like, responses to things, whether or not people. I think it's because, I think that
1: it's because they never responded to people, both, like, physically and vocally. Like, they just, they were completely impassive constantly. I mean, that's, like, that seems like
0: a coping mechanism. Uh,
1: It's clearly a red flag. And, like, a red flag meaning that they're being heavily bullied and, like, don't know what to do.
2: They're trapped,
1: you know, and it's so awful. Um, So in in the documentary when the teacher's talking about when she recorded them, it's actually really sweet. There's a, in the video, it's showing her talking to the two girls and they're like laughing and it's really it's really sweet um and uh right after right after that the documentary like cuts it and it says that quote they discovered that they have distinct intellect and personality as if they aren't even human and it's so dehumanizing it's awful know. it's awful and like the the woman isn't saying that but the, that's what the other teachers in the school were basically saying, yeah. is that this woman discovered that they were distinct human beings. How fucked up is that?
0: Of course they're distinct it's human awful. beings. It's awful.
1: Oh no. It's awful. So, anyways, um, around the 70s, so they were born in 63. So, around the 70s, they, they both suggested this, but June especially suggested that they were separated. Um, and she suggested this thinking that they would maybe come out of their shell if they didn't have each other to rely on.
4: Okay.
1: Um, but the teacher and the child psychologist didn't want to just separate them without any like consensual things happening. So they put the choice on the girls and they said, you guys decide who is to go away, but one of you will move. It was like a secure situation, but you know, like, um they said you two decide because you're you guys are within yourselves you know yeah they wanted them to decide instead of them the some people just being like okay you're moving away and your sister's staying um this actually even though both of them wanted to separate this was a a moment that the child psychologist said was like unfounded for them they started arguing and screaming at each other the two girls it was like an incredibly violent argument between the two of them and june was holding jennifer by her shoulders and saying you are jennifer you are jennifer over and over and over again like they didn't know how to be distinct individuals because they had never been treated as distinct individuals yeah which is like heart-wrenching especially because like imagine the psychological like Disarray they would feel at like wanting to be separate, but oh, yeah. feeling like they're unable to be. Yeah. That... I, you're like speechless because I'm also speechless. Like, I can't believe it. It's so awful. Um, they decided that June was to leave, and June was so angry because June was like, Why does it always have to be me? Why do I have to go? Why can't it be Jennifer? And it was this whole argument. Um, but when they were separated, they actually both became entirely catatonic. Oh. Um, they refused to eat, refused to sleep, and they were they were like zombies. Especially June. Um, basically, they were they were described that it was described that she. They don't even know if she slept that night, but she just never dressed, never ate, never spoke and just sat there and just like cried and cried and cried. And the psychologist, or it might've been um, the teacher, or the woman said that there was like, so she didn't even move at all. So that there was just like a string, she called it a beard of like mucus on her face because she didn't even move to like wipe her face. Oh, She was just like sobbing.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Which is so awful. And that's what she said. She said it was like a beard of mucus that the medics were just, like, wiping off of her face, which is so—it's so awful. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm taking you to a very dark place. Where where did she move to? They didn't end up fully moving her away because this was such a violent response.
0: Yeah. They had
1: been separated temporarily in, like—they had her in, like, a facility at the time, um— but it wasn't like they hadn't taken her away okay. officially. And they had just decided, like, maybe that's not a good idea. Um, because she's completely catatonic, and so was Jennifer. I, I don't yeah. think it was as violent for Jennifer, but she was staying with her family. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into some lighter stuff. Okay. It's a little bit lighter. Uh, you know, to be honest, it's not light, but it's lighter. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about their art. They, oh. um, after they were reunited after this debacle... They disappeared into their room entirely and just started doing like weird shit. <laughs> nice. Um, they would actually act out el- elaborate plays with their dolls and record them on tape recorders. Oh. And then they would give these tape recorded stories, like like audio soap operas, to their little sister to listen to. Amazing. Yeah, and the so first, they were like first
0: podcasters.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's just radio oh (laughs) this is just on demand radio (laughs) um so they would give them to her they would do these elaborate plays where it was like these dramatic like soap opera stories with their dolls and they showed pictures of the room terrifying just dolls everywhere oh no just dolls my brother would be a puddle yeah he would not my brother's scared of dolls (laughs) um and I think about this, like, at this point, they had started to fully withdraw. Mm-hmm. Imagine their parents listening to this and, like, listening to them actually speaking. Yeah. When every time they tried to interact with them, nothing. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. Um, they would make up, like, full plots, full characters. They would do different voices. They would, in the recording, it, it plays one in the thing, um, in the documentary. They, at the end of it, they say, and Jennifer voiced this character, and I Aww. voiced this character, and it's really, it's really sweet, but even in those videos, like, it is kind of hard to understand what they're saying. They have a really thick, both, like, Bayesian Cre- Creole accent, and then also, like, a British accent, and they're kind of talking over each other, and really fast, and so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is hard to understand them, and even Jennifer, when she's 30, or I mean June when she's 30, like it was a little bit hard to understand some of the things she was saying because yeah. she talks really fast. <laughs> um, but around around 11, age 11, uh, they stopped speaking to Rosie entirely and also the rest of their family. So they, they completely with, withdrew to their bedroom at that point. And that's when they started eating in their room and like only being just in there. Mm-hmm. Um in 1979, which was around when they were 16, they were gifted diaries for Christmas, and this set them into a really prolific writing career. Amazing. Um, actually, June is considered—I forget what it's called—but it's a—it's—it's it's a phrase that means not ghost writer. Um, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I like almost want to look it up. Um, she was a writer. Like, she published... They published things. You cannot access these things anymore, unfortunately. I tried. Um, But they they got really interested in writing and creative writing especially. But then they also wrote diaries of their lives every single day. Amazing. Which is amazing. Um, They started... They tried starting this mail-order creative writing course called The Art of Conversation. And they... June actually described it as a failure for them. Like, they said it was just too hard for them to... It was trying to encourage them to speak to other people, and they just said, they were, she said, she kept saying, I was too withdrawn. Yeah. She, like, felt like she couldn't do it. So they really stuck to their own writing and their own diaries, which was good. Um, It proved to be really good for them, um, at least in their own personal little world. Yeah. Um, They actually said, June said in the documentary, that they wanted to make their families proud by writing because they felt that they would never be able to interact with the world normally, and they thought this was something that they could do. Aww. And their writing was genuinely gorgeous.
0: Oh, I bet. It was
1: amazing. They, I, I, you'll have to watch the documentary. I highly recommend it. it. There's a couple of clips, and they also read a lot from their diary, and it's just, like, amazing the diaries aren't so like poetic but the the actual creative writing that they did is really interesting and I actually wish I could read these
0: yeah Um, wait why aren't they available there's
1: only one that was published publicly and I think I read somewhere that there's five copies or there's they're only accessible in five different locations in the entire world
0: oh wow yeah
1: I don't think it was very widely published so there's just not a lot available and then they're just I don't I guess they just don't wanna republish? Yeah. I don't think she still writes anymore. Um okay. they stopped in their later years. Um they set all of their poetry, short stories and novels, no-liv- not novels, novels, excuse me. Um in Malibu? I don't know why. All right. And it was <laughs> always about <laughs> Like young men and women engaging in like very criminal acts. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Um, which is rad, <laughs> but it's because they did go into quite a teen angst uh I mean energy at as, you 16. All, as you all need um, to. Um, some notable works that I wrote down from them. June wrote something called Pepsi Cola Addict, and it was about a high school aged child that was seduced by a teacher and then she was sent to a mental hospital. Oh. It's a very, the synopsis is like really interesting, but again, I can't access it. I don't know what it's yeah. about. Um, oh, I wrote it here. She's considered an outsider writer, which means that she's not really known, but she's oh, okay. she's deemed a real writer. Gotcha. In real life, or like an author, you know. Okay. Um, Jennifer wrote, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's pugilist. I don't know.
2: Oh, like, like a boxer and all? Like
1: What? I don't know. I've never seen this word before. I don't know
2: how it's pronounced either, but it... I think it's a term for a boxer
1: boxer meaning punching punch, I don't know punch. if that would make sense in the context of what the Maybe book is not. about but I wish I could read this so badly <laughs> so anyways I don't know how to pronounce this <laughs> I couldn't figure it out but um, a doctor dad like a physician hmm he tries to save his child's life who's dying of a heart condition by killing his family dog and then using the dog's heart as a transplant now wait this dog ultimately, well, this bites him in the ass, actually. The because dog? the dog yeah. Well, the dog's <laughs> spirit lives on in her body and it takes revenge on him. I'm sorry, is this just Full Metal
0: Alchemist
1: <laughs> I literally wrote this is just like Nina in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is my favorite show of all time. It's exactly like that. Oh, no. It's so (laughs) weird, right? I want to read that so bad. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah, she also also... wrote something called Discomania. Like, I I didn't... There was no synopsis of that one, but, like, I wish I could read their works. It sounds incredibly disturbing in the best way possible. I want to read it. (laughs) Um, Let's get into the teen angst, though. Yes. Angst. Um, So... After their, like, creepy doll soap opera era of their lives and when they started writing uh, and they were teenagers, they actually started committing, like, a lot of crimes, Um, especially with other teens, which is when they started having friends, kind of, although I think friends is, like, a loose term. Crime buddies. Um, So this is, like, roughly their, their criminal acts heightened most around age 18. Um, and they were institutionalized around age 19. So things really came to a head uh, in 1981. Um, At this time, June in her diary describes their relationship as entirely turbulent. Okay. And then Jennifer once says, June isn't her twin because they aren't exactly the same and this infuriated her. She was infuriated by the existence of someone who was supposed to be her identical twin. But wasn't. But she felt so angry that they were so different okay. And I think that also because it wasn't recognized that they were very different. Yeah. June says in the documentary that um, they didn't like being called twins because they were distinct. Yeah. But nobody recognized that, so that sucks. Um, they became friends with these two American boys. They're never named. Um, and they were just, no like, they just said that they were delinquents. Boy number one, boy number Boy number, number two. one, boy number two. <laughs> and they were apparently, like, Americans that were living there at the time I guess Um, these two boys introduced them to drugs alcohol and sex according to Jennifer and June in their diaries Mm -hmm. and they said that they were like liberated by this and they felt like they could truly be themselves I don't know they were children for parts of this so that makes me like kind of uncomfortable (laughs) Yeah. Um, at this time they were staying out late and coming home drunk all the time and then they would come home drunk and they would write in their diaries while they were drunk which is like crazy June says that in in the documentary. I want to read it. I know, but you can't. There's some sections in the documentary, but that's it. Um, In their teen years, apparently Jennifer actually tried to kill June, and June Uh, talks about it in... Oh, wait. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Um, I have a couple quotes here. So Jennifer in her diary writes, I'm not ashamed to say I tried to kill my sister. Things got out of hand. I did not succeed in strangling her with the wire to the radio. I'm sure she wanted to kill me, too. I have a grave
0: feeling she did. With the wire to the radio? Yeah. That's, that's...
2: That's intense.
0: That's not passive trying to kill. That's very active trying to kill. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then this is what June wrote about
1: the same day.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: We were fighting. I pushed her into the river. I said to myself, do I kill her now? Maybe I'll have a happy life. No more hassle. No more stealing my personality. No more fighting. No more arguing. Get it over with. I pushed her in the river and I held her down. I said, all right, go on, die. Oh, so they
0: were both actively trying to kill each other. They were trying to kill each other. I mean, given what they went through, that kind of makes... A lot of sense
1: yeah and i forgot to read this quote at the very beginning because it's so like harrowing and it's what's mostly attributed to them both called the silent twins but also called they often call them like shadows of each other Mm -hmm. and in their writing they called each other their own shadow but especially june always said that jennifer was her shadow and she felt like she couldn't get rid of her and this is a really good quote from one of her diaries um i say to myself how can i get rid of my own shadow impossible or not impossible Without my shadow, would I die? Without my shadow, would I gain life? Increase my situation or decrease it? Be free or left to die?" Yeah. Chills. Literal goosebumps on my arm. Yeah. Holly can see them. You guys can't. Um, so they had like, their teen years were pretty fucked up. Um, When they found out that the boys were going back to the US, this was when they were 18, they were super heartbroken because they really thought they were in love with them. They thought they had like found love and that they had found community. Um, They moved away. And this is when they started like committing hella arson like constantly (laughs) they would go out at night and they would just light shit on fire there's like a whole section of the documentary where they're reading sections of the diary where june is like i burned it to the ground i took it i took i lit a match and i lit the whole thing up we covered everything in gasoline and we just watched it burn
0: amazing i know i know i shouldn't support arson no but
1: i <laughs> I, I actually stopped I an arson outside my apartment <laughs> one time <laughs> nikon supports arson <laughs> yeah it depends on what it's arsoning that's fair you know
3: yeah
1: um so this is kind of wholesome not wholesome this is kind of spooky i like spooky things so it's wholesome to me on a full moon they went out one night after they had committed their biggest arson where they had burned a whole home down they were 18 years old and they were caught by the police. They were they actually called themselves like the arsonists of whatever town they lived in. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say because I think her family still lives there, but they say it in the documentary, so I don't know.
4: Yeah.
1: Um seven months after that, they were waiting trial and they were interned in the Broadmoor hospital in Berkshire, England. And this place is a high security like mental institution Mm -hmm. and it looks fucking scary. And I do have a picture if you want to look at it. Um, Do you want to look at it? I can look at it later. It's just this. Yeah,
0: that looks intense.
1: It's scary. I couldn't get any pictures of what it looked like on the inside when they lived there. Um, But it shows it a little bit in the documentary. Um, Broadmoor Hospital, they described this part of their life at, at, they said that they felt as vulnerable as flowers in hell. Oh. Yeah. Wild. Um, this is a high-security mental health hospital, quote. Um, they were the youngest inmates ever, and there were actually quite a few, like, murderers and serial killers from, like, England that were interned there at the same time as them. Oh. Yeah. That um, seem right. They were sentenced to indefinite detention for arson, which I think is kind of weird, under the 1983 Mental Health Act, which legislates that people diagnosed with a mental disorder can be detained in a hospital um and have their as- disorder assessed or treated against their wishes so they had no choice and neither did their family oh there was no consent
0: that,
2: human all. rights what are those yeah no. never
1: heard of her never heard of those
2: uh, seriously especially
1: not here and um, as a woman and as a gay <laughs> um they were about 19 when they entered, and they did not leave until they were 30. Oh, my god! They were Jesus. interned for 11 years total, and they did plead guilty to the arson in the trial. Yeah. Um, they did also, like, try to appeal it a lot of times mm-hmm. when they were in there, but it, didn't, it wasn't successful. Um, they told the doctors that um, when they were assessed before they entered, June said that she was seeing visions, that she heard voices and that she wanted to kill, Jennifer said that she saw visions, heard voices, and wanted to kill June. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why they were interned at a mental hospital and not in prison. Yeah. Um, and then June said that she was overly sensitive. I think she meant in like a supernatural way. Mm-hmm. Um, she also said she picked up people's emotions. She had dreams and premonitions and she wanted to kill Jennifer as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> After two years in detention, they were placed on high doses of antipsychotic meds. June says tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. So, if that provides any,
4: yeah,
1: um, like context, to how aggressive the meds were. Yeah, um, it made it so they couldn't concentrate at all, and that they were essentially like fully zombified without their consent at this point in their lives. Oh, yeah. um, At this time, Jennifer developed tardive dyskinesia. Dyskinesia. Dyskinesia? dyskinesia, Kinesia. Yeah. Which is a neurological disorder um, that basically is just like involuntary repetitive movements all the time. Um, And it said that just Jennifer had this issue when she was on this medication. Um, Eventually, their meds were adjusted and they were actually able to start adapting and living normally. Okay. Um, they were diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, yeah. Okay. But But when they did adjust their meds, and these are meds that are used for schizophrenics, it was effective. Okay. So neither here nor there. Um, at this time when they were, like, living healthily, quote-unquote, um, Obviously, as healthy as you can in an institution like that. Um, they continued to write their diaries, although their interest in creative writing was pretty much lost. They only held diaries at this point, point. and from this point onward, they joined the hospital choir. Nice. Uh, which means they were vocalizing in front of other people. Um, they freely communicated to the, between each other, um, and they began to re- began to repair their relationship with each other. So they were no longer like wanting to kill each other. Um, they actually, at this time, started petitioning for their release, but it was repeatedly denied. Um, I think they were considered, like, crazy, and they weren't, like, deemed safe for society, which is ridiculous.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, especially if their meds were working, and they were there for 11 years. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, also against
0: against their will. Yeah, against
1: their will. And also <laughs> against their parents' consent. Yeah. Um, although their parents were just, like, not really sure what to do with them, so... Not in, like, a negative way, but they were just, like, they need help, and we don't know how to provide that to them. Um, But uh, they actually were considered pretty high profile, especially after Marjorie Wallace, who was the um, journalist I mentioned earlier, um, who participated in the writing of the movie that's coming out, or just came out. Um, She was a writer for The Sunday Times, and she wrote a book about them, and she got to know them really well. Mm -hmm. Um, She said in a lot of their interviews... She heard, she uncovered a long term plan that the girls hatched after they were appropriately medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things were if one dies, the other must begin to speak and live a normal life. That was an agreement that the two of them had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of, over time, as they were detained, it transformed into they believed truly that it was necessary for one of them to die. And it's argued that they came to an agreement that Jennifer must sacrifice herself for June to live on. Oh. Yeah. So it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, after 11 years, they were meant to be transferred from Broadmoor to Caswell Clinic in um, Wales and is a medium security. So they were deemed like... I guess, good enough to move to a medium security, although I think that they should have just been released. Yeah. Um, And this was just before their 30th birthday when this happened. Um, So now we're going to get sad. Um, Oh, no. Upon their arrival to Caswell, 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 Jennifer was unconscious and rushed to the hospital. The driver said that the whole time she, like, was leaned sleeping against June with her eyes open.
0: I don't think you sleep with your no, eyes open, No, she was asleep.
1: Though. She was asleep. June, June said she was sleeping on her in the interviews. Okay. Yeah. Because um, then once she was, like, became unconscious once they arrived there, okay. and then she was rushed to the hospital. Um, she died from acute myocarditis at that time, which is a sudden inflammation of the heart, which is very seldom a fatal issue okay uh there is no evidence of drug overdose or poisoning or anything in her system that would have caused this Mm -hmm. specifically there was research done into the dose of her medication Um, but her death was ultimately deemed a mystery and she died on march 9th 1993. oh yeah so 93 the documentary came out a year later
0: Oh, so it's wow. very fresh for June okay, when she talks yeah. about it.
1: It's really, she doesn't like get emotional at any point, but I don't know. Um, it, it, it's awful. I, I, and I think like this is when people make a lot of theories about like the sacrificing herself thing. Some people say that she willed herself to die for J- June. Which, like, scientifically, there's no evidence for the reason that she died, but it doesn't make sense that her heart would swell at all, let alone the fact that she would die from that. Yeah. Um, It's so awful. Um, After her death, June disclosed that Jennifer had been acting really strange for a couple days prior to their transfer, Um, namely that her speech was slurring and that she was telling June she was dying. Oh, okay. Um but again, no medical evidence at all. of anything. And of anything at all. Poison yeah. of um something issues with her drugs, nothing. Yeah. No issues. Um Wallace uh, Marjorie Wallace, the the journalist who got to know them pretty well and visited them regularly, regularly, excuse me, um, she states that June was in a strange mood after Jennifer's death, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't in a negative sense. She felt liberated. Uh, the quote from June is, "I'm free at last, liberated, and at last Jennifer has given up her life for me." She described it as a tsunami washing her of her sins and freeing her from her sister which is, like, so awful, and I think that she genuinely believes that, um, her sister sacrificed herself for her to go on, uh, which is awful, (laughs) um,
2: yeah, it's really tragic, she just contextualized, like, all her life that way,
1: yeah, and she did say in the documentary that she felt that her sister had given her a gift, and she doesn't take that lightly, and she really honors her sister's life by really truly living now. Mm-hmm. And she's like so spunky and beautiful and amazing. And in the documentary, she's like wearing like such a 90s outfit with like huge big gold earrings and like Excellent. loud bangles. And she's wearing like, oh, actually in the next part, there's like a really intense montage of her working out right after Jen- like Jennifer's death in the documentary. And it's to the song Bohemian Rhapsody, which was, like, really not okay. It was so much. I had to pause it. I was like, this is a lot. That's that's a decision. Yeah, it was a lot. And again, I'm not making light of Jennifer's death. as horrible. But that, that sequence afterwards was really... I, I thought that was un- uncomfortable. Um, and actually, at the part um, when they talk about Jennifer dying, that's when the their, quote, special ed teacher and their child psychologist, uh, she says... That she failed them. Mm -hmm. And then the child psychologist, he breaks down and he cries over the death of Jennifer, which is like so heartbreaking. Yeah. Especially to see him cry, who like hadn't seen her for years. Yeah. But he had clearly dedicated a lot of his energy and life to like trying to help them adapt um, and like overcome what was clearly like a trauma response. Yeah. Um, It was so awful. Um, But after the really intense workout, montage of her like with a straight face using an elliptical and like wearing a lot of like 80s um workout gear excellent and like really loud Freddie Mercury happening that's right yes that's right okay for a second there I felt like I was making a mistake (laughs) um immediately afterwards it says um I was hysterical with grief quote from Jennifer, from June, excuse me, about Jennifer, and I just feel like that the tone of the documentary was kind of weird. Yeah, the nineties were a wild time. Um, currently, she lives quietly in West Wales by her family and is mostly out of the public eye. Although I know she does interviews, um, and she did it this time. Um, she's accepted by her community and apparently has ceased all past habits, no mirrored speech or physicality. Obviously, she doesn't have a twin anymore, but yeah. you know, um, she's quiet personally. Um, but she's not mute anymore and she doesn't write or at least publish anymore to anybody's knowledge. Um, it's possible she just still has a diary but it didn't say anything about it in the research that it did.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she is also no longer monitored by any psychiatric services. Good. Which leads yeah. me to believe that the uh, the diagnosis of schizophrenia was incorrect and in that they were just like, over-medicating for no reason. Well, yeah, I mean, but on the other hand, it did work well yeah but things
0: can work and
2: not actually yeah. be i'm just
1: saying that there's yeah. two sides to this that are very interesting
2: no, i'm for sure but yeah um, i'm not an expert on this either <laughs> I just want to put that out there but um you'd think that if that was the correct diagnosis with uh paranoid schizophrenia um you'd need to stay on antipsychotics permanently along. yeah, yeah. Uh, of course yeah you it's not like, it's uh, not like you can't cure that it's not it's like, like you've been on that for a while let's try taking you off it's like yeah. you're staying on I mean, this no, even no. for antidepressants no
1: you're not even <laughs> really? supposed to do that for antidepressants <laughs> no, Depends. But yeah. sometimes yeah,
0: depends. Yeah.
1: yeah um the last little tidbit i have in here um is that obviously Uh, the family was greatly disturbed by their incarceration, and their older sister, Greta, blames the death of Jennifer on medical malpractice at Broadmoor, which makes sense, except for there's no medical evidence that anything was caused. who did
0: the autopsy?
1: True. True. That's a good point. Um, she actually tried to file a lawsuit, but she didn't end up filing, and her parents just told her it's not going to bring Jennifer back from the dead.
0: Okay. Mm. Which is awful.
1: Yeah. Um, So that is the story of the silent twins, June and Jennifer Gibbons.
0: Wow.
2: And
1: I I hope that Jennifer is like living like a very fulfilling life now. Yeah. And she said she is, but that was also in the 90s. But I hope she's thriving now. Yeah. For Jennifer. I hope June
0: is thriving for Jennifer now. Yeah, that's wow isn't that fascinating I had no idea about any of this at all oh I have a picture of them too with Marjorie oh excellent um
1: June is the one in the pink in the photo for those of you who look nice and this is when this picture was taken when they were interned okay yeah um They were able to, like, wear normal clothes there. It wasn't, like, that type of facility, so they were just, like, vibing. In the pictures, it kind of looked like dorms, but, like, your sink was in your room.
0: And you're stuck there and not allowed to... Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Um, Real sad,
1: though. Yeah. Yikes. Well, we really took episode two to, like, a sad place.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it was really interesting, and I had never heard about it before. and I'm, That was also super long, sorry. I'm glad I know about it now. Yeah,
1: isn't it? fat? I really highly recommend the documentary.
0: Yeah, I'll have to, I'll definitely have to take a look at that. That stupid school doctor, though. I did not like
1: his vibe. He's no. weird. Stupid. Good for him getting him in touch getting them in touch with the like child psychologist, but like he can get out of the picture now. But
0: also leave. But yeah, go away, <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbly door. <laughs> it's your turn. Mm, yes. Um now that we're done now that we're done with our second episode and with being I'm devastated be sad by all of that information. Um we we would love it if people would um rate review and subscribe for i make holly say this because i don't like saying yeah brooke it. gets all hivy. <laughs> yeah it um, makes me sweaty <laughs> <laughs> no we we'd love it if if people could um rate review and subscribe let us know how we're doing it also helps just in general with podcasts um
1: that's like the only way anything can happen with a podcast
0: basically yeah is rate review and subscribe yeah we'd also love to hear from you
1: yeah um if you want to send us an email our email is the macabre at gmail and if um you can send us like suggestions in the email or your own weird stories um no creepypasta unless you're saying it's a creepypasta in which yes
0: yeah, like I definitely read a story from Reddit today. Yeah, but don't so. <laughs> like
1: creepy pasta, but like pretend it's real.
0: Yeah, be honest about your. Don't
1: creepy be a pasta. liar. Um, and then, if you oh. want to follow us on Instagram, which actually, as of the day we're recording, is actually going to be like a real live Instagram account because <laughs> we finally have our cover art. Um, <laughs> our Instagram is the same handle. It's at the Macabre Cast Pod, and that's spelled M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Cast Pod. Um, and you can find us there. Excellent. Yeah, and, and we'd yeah.
0: like to um, give a little shout out here to um, Nikon for for doing all of the sound, all production. of the sound things, and for chiming in every once in a while. It's very in. fun.
1: Uh, I also like to just watch Nikon's reactions to oh, what we're saying. <laughs> phenomenal.
0: I love having an audience.
4: Yeah.
0: Ooh, <laughs> our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, so thank you to thank you to Nikon for that. Um thank we you owe to you everything. To, yeah.
1: That, that I said it in a creepy way. Um, sorry. <laughs> anyways about trainer. Thank you to
0: <laughs> Trainer who did the intro and outro music for us, um, and is a great person. Um and thank you to Lachlan for Who's our friend. Who's, well, I guess they're all our friends. Yeah. Well, Nikon's more than a friend for me, but Nikon's my friend, (laughs) not your friend.
1: (laughs) This is bad. Okay, Anyway, Lachlan, our friend. (laughs) But thank you to Lachlan,
0: our friend, who has been very helpful with just, in general, supporting and setting this up.
1: Oh, you know what? We should probably shout out. Lachlan knows so much about podcasts and helped us because Lachlan has a podcast with his friend. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I know it's currently on hiatus, but it's called The Bullcast and it's really fun.
0: Yeah, it's very fun. They basically just talk about... um, Different, the ghouls. different ghouls, monsters, creatures, they make one up each time for themselves and, like, create a little story around it. It's very it's fun. It's really
1: fun, and Lachlan is one of my favorite humans, so... Yeah. Definitely subscribe to the ghoul cast, and also to the macabre
0: cast. Yes. And, all right. um, Oh my god, our sign out. Our sign out. Uh, you start. Alright. Curiosity killed the cat.
1: Or, unfortunately, Jennifer... Oh, no. But satisfaction brought June back. Nice. I tied it in. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you next time.